Highways Voices, the podcast of Highways News, your one-stop destination for all the news about the highways and transport technology industries and our must-read daily newsletter. So we all thought we'd take a break for the summer, only to realise that summer is actually happening right now when we get back to full-on work. But welcome to the latest Highways Voices podcast, where we get a progress report. I'm loving it, and it's also a great opportunity to go and see local authorities, meet with some of our um, associate members, and also, you know, have lots of conversations with DFT about what, what Elkrig wants to do for the rest of the year and into next year. Elkrig CEO Paula Clayton-Smith updates us on an August that is anything but quiet and tells us all about important events on this week's Highways Voices. Highways Voices, in association with partner organisations Elkrig, ADEPT, the Transport Technology Forum and ITS UK. One of the most important people in our industry joins me on the podcast today as we hear from Paula in a moment after a welcome back to Adrian Tatum with stories that have caught his eye on the Highways News website. Bus services across the West Midlands will continue to operate at current near levels and to the end of 2024 with a 40 million funding package agreed. This is following an agreement between Transport for West Midlands and bus operating companies including National Express, West Midlands and Diamond Bus. Under the agreement, Transport for West Midlands, which is part of the West Midlands Combined Authority, has reallocated part of the region's £88 million bus service improvement plan grant to keep services running while a long-term sustainable funding solution is found. Elsewhere in Northern Ireland, the Department for Infrastructure is working alongside five local councils and key stakeholders to draft proposals for the future of transport network in the east of the country. These proposals are to be set out in an Eastern Transport Plan 2035. The aim for the plan is to provide attractive and viable alternative modes of transport to reduce unnecessary car journeys, which in turn will create safer health for communities by reducing carbon emissions and improving air quality, according to the department. New figures suggest pollution levels of gases linked to traffic rose by about 10% in the centre of Glasgow after the introduction of LEZ scheme a year ago. The Telegraph reports nitrogen dioxide levels in the city's Hope Street, which has repeatedly had the country's worst air qualities, were measured at an average of 35 milligrams per cubic metre between June and August this year. Even though the so-called quiet months of July and August have been and gone, we've still been rattling out dozens of stories on the Highways News website. We really are the only place you need to go for everything you need to know. And we'll put the links to our stories every day on Twitter and LinkedIn too. Plus, of course, into our must daily email which is delivered into your inbox every lunchtime if you sign up at highways-news.com highways voices with paul hutton and adrian tatum Last time we heard from Paula Clayton-Smith, the new CEO of the local Council Roads Innovation Group, we were just finishing the hugely successful Innovation Festival. And over the summer, the organisation has been working hard to make the case for local roads, and Paula has been crisscrossing the country, meeting key people in the industry. So we needed an update, and also to look ahead to the Elkrig Strictly Highways event in Blackpool and the Transport Technology Forum's Autumn Update in Birmingham and I started our chat asking how it was all going. Is it an expression to say you've hit the ground sprinting? I thought August was meant to be a quiet month, but it's I've been absolutely busy as anything. It's really been quite, quite full on, but I'm loving it. And it's also a great opportunity to 
go and see local authorities, meet with some of our um, associate members, and also, you know, have lots of conversations with DFT about what, what Elkrig wants to do for the rest of the year and into next year. That's the interesting thing, Paula, that people know Elkrig for the events you put on. So you put on the Innovation Festival, you put on Strictly, which we'll talk, come to in a moment. Uh, you also do all the work for the Transport Technology Forum when it comes to their events. But actually, the events part of what Elkrig does is is actually quite a small part of the the overall service that you give to the industry. That's right. And I think some people could be forgiven for thinking that, you know, Elkrig was just an events company. But you're absolutely right. We are doing work in the area of skills, working with Salford Council and Salford College helping them put on their first apprenticeship program for highways operatives, something that we are looking to perhaps potentially roll out into other regions. I'm also behind the scenes looking at how innovation adoption is more likely to happen in some authorities than in other authorities. And also there's the work that we do connecting councils to councils. So Suzanne always likes to call it the 118 service, where often a local authority might ring up and say, do you know anything that's anyone that's doing anything around maintenance about horse gallops, which was a, an unusual one? Or a local authority might say, how are councils clearing roads so that they can resurface them when they're in residential areas and there's parking on either side? So we do an awful lot of that. And then also the regional groups that we manage with the local authorities, it's that opportunity to share what we know is happening nationally to councils with suppliers, to what the latest DFT is up to, through to things that we've sort of picked up from intelligence purposes. So it's quite a service that that we are are sort of now dealing with. And, And things like the work that we do with people like yourselves and others also allows us to disseminate much wider. I mean, one of my growing passions is the Transport Technology Forum, because for me, that's as much transformation programme and also helping councils to see the new innovations that are coming around transport technology, which are going to be really key for the next 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years or so. We'll come to TTF in a moment, but I want to start with uh, the next big showpiece event. So while I said you're not an events company, the events are the <laughs> way that you can share all the other work that you do. Yes. So we got the two-day event coming up in Blackpool at the beginning of October. How is the planning for this year going and what can we look forward to? So this is our fifth Strictly Highways, which is markedly different from the Strictly Highways we put on five years ago, which was, you know, a couple of exhibitors and a few councils from the northwest. In fact, Strictly almost mirrors the journey that Elkrig has been through in terms of it's grown as an opportunity to network and hear good practice, but also becoming something that is the event of choice for local authorities because of the sorts of more practical speakers that that we put on. 
last year was my first year working with Alec, looking at the the program. And this year, I've had the privilege of seeing all the sort of the proposals coming in from supply chain and councils that would like to speak. But also, I've seen some of the things that we're going to be putting on ourselves and trying to have an interesting take on them. So um, people will be aware of the innovation procurement system. We want to make that a much more accessible session. Um, we've got DFT doing some really interesting sessions around road condition, which is, is going to be the next major change for the industry. And then also we've got insights into the EDI work that we did with Innovate UK and some really thought-provoking panels that I'm afraid to say, Paul, are strictly, excuse the pun, under wraps so that we can surprise people. But I think the biggest thing that maybe is too strong a word to say it made us emotional, but the fact that that we sold out exhibition spaces and delegate and private sector delegate spaces within a week was was incredible. If there are local authorities who have not yet booked on, there really, really aren't that many spaces left. So I would urge you to contact Suzanne and through our booking site to get get local authorities booked on. But we have already exceeded the local authorities attending this year over last year, which is, I think, pretty incredible. Well, I'll put all the contact details in the blurb, but there is one thing that I'm particularly interested in uh, talking about, which is the awards, which again is something else that's growing. There seem to be a lot more categories this year and a lot more opportunity to be recognised in the industry for excellence. The story of how those awards emerged really came from the late, great Steve Berry OBE from DFT, which is why they are the DFT Recognition Awards. You know, they are the opportunity to recognise really good things that local highways authorities are doing. And I think the, the fact that so many of the awards are ones that are important for our sector, really, I mean, the one that's pretty close to my heart is the the Best Britain Award, which was introduced last year for the first time. That for me was about either supply chain or councils nominating council officers, because we don't often celebrate the officer side in local government or managers. And I think that's really important. And then we've got the Employer Initiative of the Year, which more and more, again, private and, and public sector are having to create interesting initiatives to attract young people into the sector, and not just young people, people from other organisations and roles, really. We've got the Apprentice of the Year, which is something I'm really pleased to see that uh, there are a number of different awards around for Apprentice of the Year. And I think that's a good thing, actually. That's really important. Best Use of Technology, which is, is a really important one. Of course, net zero project of the year. And again, what's quite nice is the people that we want to celebrate are those projects that are making demonstrable difference. And of course, this year, there's a new award from the Transport Technology Forum, which again is important because it will look at the transformative innovations that are going on. And then, of course, 
finally the Collaborative uh, Partnership Award. And this year, the theme for Strictly is around collaboration. So that is an incredibly important award for us. And if I could just mention some of the judges that we've got, my Eglinton's team are getting involved in judging these awards. Darren Capes from DFT, who we know is a passionate supporter of what Elkrid does and the Transport Technology Forum. Paul Boss is returning from the RSTA. Myself, Dr Joanna White, who is the Roads uh, Development Divisional Director at National Highways, who is also part of our Innovation and Infrastructure Board. We've got Joseph Davidson from Innovate UK, who will be able to bring a flavour of what Innovate UK is doing. And Kerry uh, Winstanley, who is our finance and ops director at Elkrig, but who is leading on our uh, skills work uh, as an organisation. I think something about people in this country is that we're quite self-deprecating. So we'll see awards and we'll think, oh, that, that's not me or that's not my organisation or that's not my project. That couldn't be further from the truth, really. I want people to take off their self-deprecating sort of natures and put your organisation forward, put apprentices forward, put initiatives forward, because they are a great way of celebrating what we do as a sector. Paula Clayton-Smith of Elkrig is our guest on Highways Voices today, and I'll have details of how to enter those awards in a moment. But also just a reminder that it's the really popular JCT Traffic Signal Symposium in Nottingham next week. I'll be there hosting a session, of course, and hearing all the other great speakers and meeting the exhibitors. You can find out more if you have a look at the Highways News website. Website. Now, though, let's catch up with news from our partners. Highways Voices, with the latest news and events from our partner organisations Elkrig, Adept, the Transport Technology Forum, and ITS UK. And given our guest on the podcast this week is CEO of Elkrig, let's start with Elkrig. And as promised, a reminder of the deadline for submissions of entries to the DFT Special Recognition Awards. Entries Paul has been talking about. Nominations close at 5pm on the 11th of September, so you haven't got long. You can find all the details at strictlyhighways.elkrig.org.uk. And don't miss your opportunity to be in with a chance of receiving a prestigious industry accolade at this year's award ceremony which will be held on the evening of the 4th of October. Now local authorities across the UK are being urged to take part in a transport technology forum online meeting this Friday which will focus on the national parking platform. The MPP is a department for transport-led initiative to simplify parking payment. The pilot platform being operated by Manchester City Council has four primary functions. These are to provide simple Simplified and improved customer service, a data exchange to enable multi-seller payments, a way of sharing parking information and standardising technical and commercial relations. The TTF's Smarter Parking Working Group meeting will focus on the national parking platform and accelerating its delivery and uptake. The session is titled, Why Have You Not Joined the NPP? And will focus on the benefits of the platform and provide for local authorities authorities, service providers and the parking sector more widely. You can find out details via ttf.uk.net. 
The strategic outline business case documents for all seven Live Labs 2 projects have been published on the ADEPT website. These documents offer a comprehensive overview of the Live Labs strategic direction, outlining the core business objectives and the methodology for each of the projects. They provide a detailed framework for Live Labs 2 project teams, the commissioning board, and also give additional transparency for stakeholders. ADEPT Live Labs 2 decarbonise Local Roads in the UK is a three-year UK-wide £30 million programme funded by the Department for Transport that aims to decarbonise the local highway network. One of the key objectives for Live Labs 2 is to share knowledge with the highways and transportation sector across the UK and internationally and to inform wider government policy. The publication of the SOBCs is an important milestone as it encourages a collaborative environment and means valuable insights, best practice and innovative approaches are readily available. And more than 50 members of ITS UK have signed an open letter to the Prime Minister calling on the government to move forward with a future of transport bill in the forthcoming King's speech. It highlights the need for a bill in order to deliver the right environment for transport innovation to continue and to thrive in the UK including by setting out regulations for self and remote driving vehicles, moving forward with industry reforms to enable smarter ticketing options, providing certainty on the future of micro-mobility schemes and supporting the development of mobility as a service. You can, of course, read the whole letter on the Highways News website. Highways Voices, the podcast from highwaysnews.com. Highwaysnews.com. Now let's get back to Paula Clayton-Smith and another event to look forward to, the Transport Technology Forum Autumn Update in Birmingham in November. Paula told me how she and the TTF manager, Darren Capes, have been putting things together. Darren and I have been building the programme almost literally as we speak. And the difference between the Autumn Update and the the two-day conference is that the Autumn Update, certainly for this year, there are some significant DFT policy areas that will be impacting the whole sector. Obviously, some excellent speakers, but we we have quite a session of focus for DFT because there are so many impactful policies coming out next year, whether it's the national parking platform, whether it's uh, digital TROs, whether it's quantum computing, you know, whether it's all the other areas that we know are happening around connected vehicles and so forth. So definitely a, a, a must attend when we we release that program i mean bookings for that are are already open and uh, it actually takes place on the 14th of november a date um really in my mind because i get home from holiday at midnight on the 13th so i shall be schlepping from gatwick straight up to the iet in birmingham early hours of the 14th of november to uh, join that event because it is one of the the must-attend events, especially for local authorities, but I'd say also for the supply chain to be across what the policy areas are as a DFT, so you can set your products and set your solutions um, accordingly. Definitely, um, and uh, we couldn't we couldn't have had an event without making you come from one end of the country to another. But you're absolutely right. I think there is a tendency to think that uh, policy implications uh, just have an effect on local authorities. But actually, 
If you are an innovative uh, supplier or you want to keep abreast of what's happening for your customers, then understanding that policy landscape is incredibly important. Absolutely. And now when I'm lying on the beach on the west coast of Africa, I'll be lying there thinking, do you know what? I'd far prefer to be at the IUT in Birmingham at the TTF autumn update. So that's what I shall be rushing home for. And of course, in between the two events we've talked about, TTF and Elkrig are taking a central role in the Highways UK event in Birmingham as well. That's right. So this year we will have a joint stand with ADEPT, LG TAG, TTF, obviously Elkrig, and uh, UK Roads Leadership Group, which is the DFT board that has a number of different sort of subboards with that in that, including asset management and and all the other sort of infrastructure areas. And then a number of ourselves will be speaking. A number of our members are speaking. So I'm really looking forward to it. Paula, a colleague of mine used to ask about an organisation that shall remain nameless. If none of them turned up for work tomorrow, would anybody notice? Which was quite a damning view on what they actually delivered. I think it's pretty certain that if Elkrig didn't turn up for work tomorrow, people would definitely notice. You're producing an awful lot of good stuff for the industry um, and will continue to do so as, I guess, you grow into your role and, and expand your role as CEO and uh, and see out your vision. So thank you for taking the time to talk to us here on Highways Voices today. And I look forward to uh, catching up with you and talking further in Blackpool. And we'll uh, pick up some of the key themes that we discuss at Strictly and we'll, uh, we'll meet some of the uh, awards winners as well. So we'll have another uh, Highways Voices with you um, next month. But for now, thanks for joining us today. You're most welcome. Thank you, Paul. And Paula talked about the autumn update. Check the Highways News website for more details about that event. Highways Voices, the podcast from highwaysnews.com. That's almost it, but before we go, we still have time for... Adrian's accolade. And my accolade this week goes to Lincolnshire County Council. Ten of the county's largest companies have come together with the council and its contracts to sign a new streetworks charter designed to cut the amount of disruption roadworks are caused across the county. The charter is the work of the county council and has been put together in a bid to cut down both the amount of time a road is closed and the number of times different utility companies carry out works in the same spot. The leader of Lincolnshire County Council, Martin Hill, said the streetworks charter has been designed so they carry out a more joined up way of planning and working together. At a time when the surface of our road gets disrupted for many different reasons, leading to potholes and further defects, surely this is a worthy winner of my accolade this week. So good to hear the words worthy winners again. Adrian tipping his hat there to that initiative in Lincolnshire and we'll keep an eye on it and hopefully it can be copied across the country. That'll do it for Highways Voices this week. We're back again next week for details of a brilliant initiative to help catch people evading paying their way in motoring. You'll really want to hear all about that so I'll catch you next week on the podcast and of course I'll see you hopefully at the JCT Traffic Signal Symposium. Bye for now. Highways Voices. Join us again next week for more insights from those that matter in the industry. 